is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Flag on the Play podcast. We are back with another Monday, Tuesday show for you to recap the uh, NFL Week 13 here. And things are getting spicy. Things are getting juicy. We are entering the final stretch of the season here where teams can make their argument to make the playoffs. Man, it's going to be a good one here. I am joined with Tim and Sebastian. What's popping? Welcome to iCarly. This is Sam. <laughs> this is Freddy. How are y'all doing? No, no, I want to be Gibby. Gibby! Oh, yeah, yeah you Gibby. are Gibby. Gibby! I can see it. Yeah. But yeah, we got we got another jam-packed show for you guys. Recapping week 13. Going into all of our segments, our haikus, our week in review. All that good stuff. And if you find yourself enjoying the show here, make sure to follow us. You're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating if you're enjoying it. Share it with your friend, your grandma, your cousin, whoever is that NFL fan in your life. So I think uh, I think it's time to kick it off with the lightning round. Let's get it. Lightning quick recap of all the happenings in the league. Barn burner to kick the week off as the Seahawks travel down to Dallas to tangle with the Cowboys. Dak and Gino light up the scoreboard. Much of DK Metcalf's and CD Lamb's pleasure. Dallas wins the shootout 4-1 to 35. Patriots play host to the Chargers. This was an ugly, ugly game with the Chargers squeaking out a 6-0 victory. Khalil Mack leads the league in sacks for what that's worth. Another banger of a game with the Lions going down to a house in New Orleans. Detroit gets off to a fast 21-0 lead in the first five minutes, but the Saints keep it interesting the rest of the way. Lions win 33-28. And another sinful game. The Jets host the Falcons and gotta have a game for Atlanta. They get it. Barely. Falcons win 13-8. Hey, Steelers, get your act together. The Steelers lose to the Cardinals 24-10. Tight end Trey McBride carves up Pittsburgh in what Steelers coach Mike Tomlin called a JB effort. The Colts go on down to Tennessee and find an overtime win. Derrick Henry set the toad early for the Titans, but Minshew and the Coltons don't blink, and they're able to pull one out at extra time. Dolphins thump the Commanders. Tua and Tyreek look like they did at the beginning of the year once again. An outside linebacker, Bane Ginkle, dominates the Washington offense. The Texans down in Houston establish themselves as a wildcard favorite in the AFC with a complete team win over the Broncos. Russ presses a little too much at the end and delivers a game-losing pick. Bucks handle business against the Panthers. Mike Evans hits 1,000 yards on the year, extending his consecutive 1,000-yard streak to 10. Only Jerry Rice has more. Hello, Canton. Joe Flacco suited up for the Browns. It was fun for fun for a bit before Rams receiver Puka Nakua took over. The Rams dominated in the second half, leading up to a 36-19 win. There's a mammoth matchup in Philly. Drake Kinlaw smacks a Philly sideline official, foreshadowing what was going to happen to the Eagles. Niners roll behind Depot and Purdy to a 42-19 win. And finally, the Packers announce themselves as a force to be reckoned with as they beat the Chiefs 27-19. The rest were active in that one. And this has been your NFL Week 13 Lightning Round. Very nice. Hell yeah. Thank you. It was a good week. There was a lot of good games. Even the the blowout with uh, San Francisco and Philadelphia was a good game because it taught us a lot about uh, San Francisco and Philadelphia. I, you know, on the show we were saying that Philly probably can't keep this up for too much longer, and they mm-hmm. finally met their uh, maker in Brock Purdy and Debo Samuel. That system QB, you mean? He's not a system QB. He's, He's a system good. QB, Tim. Not. The same system took got Jimmy Garoppolo to the Super Bowl. Oh my mm. god. I can't yeah. have it. Changing the yeah, narrative I mean, one they, white quarterback at a time. 
Oh my god. I can see both sides. I I had my fair share of shitting on Brock, but um, I don't know. I, I watched that Bucks game and a few other games, and he can sling it. But I, you know, obviously he's got all world talent around him. But I think he's better than than you know what we can give him credit for here. My so. problem is I'm a contrarian, so like when nobody likes him, I'm like, yeah, go Brock, and then everyone loves him, and I'm like, man, fuck that guy. I don't have a problem with him. I like the story. But, oh, it's a uh, good story. It's a good story, but he doesn't play for the Dolphins because he is not the greatest. It <laughs> is Tua, the flying Hawaiian Tagovailoa. All right. All right. Moving on. Let's recap our records from our weekly pick game. And, oh, boy, am I coming back with a vengeance. I said it. You got to be bold to win this game here. And Tim was out with a six-point lead, I believe, uh, as of last week. So it seemed like all hope might have been lost, but nope. Went out on a limb here for a couple of games, even though some of them didn't hit. But uh, And I had a monstrous week with Tim also having a down week. So our current rankings right now is Tim at 120. I'm in second at 118. Sebastian in third at 115. And David with 112. So David, a bit of a rocky week. Um, and then the Terminator at 103, also kind of falling behind, only getting five picks Right, so even if he gets the Jags pick, he'll be 50%, which is not great. But, man, I hit every game minus the Panthers, which they almost pulled it off. You know, I, I don't want the Bucks to lose for uh, for Cody and Tim, but, you know, for the picks, for, for the, the, the contrarian in me, I wanted the Panthers to win. And then the freaking Packers ruined my Chiefs pick, which was a stone-cold lock, but it pisses me off that the Packers – Hey, can somehow be good. counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and government work. Not Bruh. this time, Danny. Bruh. <laughs> uh, so that leaves my record right now at 10 and 2 on the week. Hoping to get to that 11 and 2 when the Jags get this fatty dub, but more on that later. All right. So I think it's time to dive in to our week in review here. Kicking off with the Thursday night game of the Geno Smith-led Seahawks and the Cowboys. Take it away, Tim. This was a really good game for, for a while. Uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks came out hot with a monster, monster uh, throw and catch by Geno to DK Metcalf, Metcalf, who housed it for about 78 yards. He also set the league's highest speed on the year beating Tyreek Hill running at what? Like 22 and 0.34 miles per hour. He was fast. A guy that big should not be able to move that fast, but he does. The Seahawks hung around for probably more than they should have, especially look out in the bit of a skid that they've been on here. They looked had a get right game here, but Dak Prescott has something to say about that. He has been on the best stretch of his career um, up to this point, And he really tore up the Seahawks defense. TD Lamb had a big day. Dak had an even bigger day. And I think with this game, I think you really have to start considering Dak as a MVP candidate, which feels weird. No, nah, well, I, I love mean, most. He's not horrid, but he's not. He's, he's been playing great the last like five, six weeks. Yeah. Um, I was only able to watch the first half of this game Thursday night, but what I loved most about it was they were just 
bullying Darren Bland or Deron Bland, however you say his name, and, you know, all the hype about him setting the pick six record and having more touchdowns than like a good portion of wide receivers. And like, those are really funny stats, but like every play he was getting burned by Metcalf and it was so funny. It was, even the announcers picked up on it. They're like, man, they're really, uh, they're really targeting him, but uh, ended up not mattering. Cause I believe he did get an interception later in the game. You did. Um, so good for him, but yeah, they were bullying him. I loved it. And then Geno Smith took one in rushing touchdown. No one expected that. That was pretty juicy, but yeah, the Cowboys, they're tough. They're tough. Um, I don't know. That uh, division's looking a little more interesting with uh, Philadelphia slipping up against the Niners here and the Cowboys playing like they are. It may not be Philly's division to run away with. The Cowboys can keep it up. The Cowboys' yeah, we'll defense see. looks like—I don't know. This week it looked like a little, little faltering, but they still—they made some plays, and the offense. I think. I think. Dallas looks more like they're ready for a deep run than they've had since like the nineties, even more than those Romo teams. We'll see. They usually find a way to blow it. They do. Even those Romo teams. All right. And down to new Orleans, Detroit and the saints, another thriller and Detroit's really been uh, on the wire here in the last couple of weeks, just fighting till the very end and uh, pulling out a game that, you know, they, they may or may not have won. But, um, yeah, I didn't get to watch this game too much. So, if you guys got any juice. Yeah, Honestly, the- I, I watched the first five minutes when they scored 21 points, and that was about – that's all I watched of the game because of the – That game. was the most exciting part is that in the first five minutes of the game, the Lions found themselves up 21 nothing, And from there, the Saints were oh able God. to claw their way back in. Derek Carr had a nasty pick in the red zone. Uh, and, man – the way that the Saints fans were booing him, it was probably unjustified for the quality of play that he's given New Orleans. I, they're just so used to Drew Brees being elite every year that anything less than that is just seemed as terrible. Um, the red zone has been a massive struggle for New Orleans up to this point. They've been good between the 20s, but once they get to the red zone, it, it starts to get a little stuck in the mud and that reared its ugly head today here. Uh, Derek Carr turned it over a couple times in the red zone, which were able to let the Lions extend their lead and eventually win the game. Sam Laporta, rookie tight end for the Lions, had a huge game, setting the single game uh, receiving record for a tight end. Good for him. Hey, it's only 140 yards. Yeah, rookie tight ends generally don't. Oh, uh, oh rookie, perform. rookie tight end. I was about to say, I'm like, wait a minute. You mean out of every tight end in ever? Oh, like that would be crazy, most, wouldn't it? No, just rookies. Be, okay, that might, that's actually pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah, good for Sam Laporta. And the play of the game, Jamison Williams, Superman diving into the end zone on a uh, end-around dash. It was a great play. If you had not seen it, go look it up. He just outruns everyone on the field and leaps into the end zone. It was something out of a movie. Beautiful stuff from the uh, rook. Oh yeah, yeah. Lions are a feel-good story. I'm not supposed to like them, but I can't help but like them. Dan Campbell, the roster there, they got something going. So, let's see, sneaky, sneaky uh, Super Bowl contender, possibly. We'll see. You never know. They won Week One against the Chiefs. Writing could have been on the wall, beating the defending Super Bowl champions. We'll see what happens. We will see. They need to clean that defense up, though. The Saints 
offense is not good enough to give up 28 points. You got to clean mm-hmm. that up. I mean, the Lions' defense has been pretty good all year. It's just they had this, these last stretch of games. They've been a little uh, eh, for sure. But I see them cleaning it up a little bit for the playoffs and even for these last stretch for the games. Last stretch of games, oh, if yeah. you will. Let's head on over to Minshew Mania. The Colts defeat the Titans and another thriller here. Um, I also did not get a chance to watch this one. So thoughts besides Minshew Goog? Guide Sebastian. Derrick Henry, a couple of touchdowns. Very nice. DeAndre Hopkins actually catching some passes. Will Levis, he may put mayo in his coffee, and it may be white QB eraser at all times, but he's definitely playing better than Tannehill this year. Very weird, though, that Tannehill said he would not help Malik Willis. Malik Willis? Did I get it right? Yep. Malik Willis, but he will he will help Will Levis out. Hmm. Are we saying something about Ryan Tannehill here? I think it's more the writing was on the wall for him because going because going like a QB in the third round, he was probably like, all right, I can beat this kid. And then the very next year getting a QB in the second round, he was probably like, oh, okay, they're really trying to get rid of me. So either he's racist. Or <laughs> there we go. That's what the I was for. That is what I was waiting for. Ryan Tannehill did make an appearance in this game, not as a quarterback, but as a holder. Uh, punt, uh, kicker, excuse me, the Tennessee punter got hurt on the second blocked kick on uh, back-to-back drives the Colts had. That's right. They blocked a punt, got the ball back. Titans got it, blocked it again. And so on the second one, the punter goes down with an ankle injury. Nick Folk, the kicker, has to take over punting duties. And since the punter is usually the holder, Ryan Tannehill was holding the ball for a couple of field goals and uh, he missed one because of the hold. So <laughs> just a that little factoid I found interesting about this game that uh, holding and special teams matter, kids. Oh, yeah. Special teams can sometimes be the unsung hero. But yeah, I mean, I think we need to give credit to the Colts here. We put them in the could make noise tier or happy surprises at first, I think. And now, I mean, look at them. They're seven and five, and they're they're like looking pretty good. They got a solid rushing game. Uh, Minshew has been a pleasant surprise with Richardson going down. Like, man, they're impressive for sure. We I probably had them pegged as like a top four or five bad team coming into the year, but look at them now. Who's yeah, laughing doing, now? They are doing great, um, especially without their. Uh, rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson, who was playing very well, and Jonathan Taylor was not here for this game, and Zach Moss did not give them a whole lot on the ground. So this is really was just Minshew, and he was able to pull through for him. They're well coached; they got a lot of fight. They do. The Col- I mean, I expected the Colts to be bottom feeders this year, competing for Caleb Williams, but Nick Sirianni is that is that who it is, or is that the Eagles? That's the Eagles. Yeah, yep, the they've Eagles. got Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen. I knew it was something weird and Italian sounding. Um, Shane Steichen, really good. I mean, I think a lot of these, a lot of the coaches that left the Eagles, I think they're feeling it more than we thought they would. Because, like, you know, you lost somebody like Shane Steichen, who's got the Colts at seven and five, and you and they lose it. And I mean, you know, that's that's a huge loss for that Philadelphia team. That might be why they're not as potent sometimes salient point i agree 
Oh, yeah. All right, moving on. Sebastian, I'll give you this one. Fins up. I'm not going to lie. They had us in the first quarter for about two minutes. I was a little scared there. I was like, why are these Washington Redskins able to get down on the field so fast on us? But Van Ginkle with a beautiful sack. Next, I think either the next series or the series after that, a beautiful pick six. I loved it. He was ready to he was ready to do some more pass rushing, but then he saw the screen coming. He's like, wait a minute. I'm just going to chill and ah, snatches that motherfucker out of the air and goes right into the end zone with it. Beautiful. Then you got Tua ripping bombs at Tyreek. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Tua doesn't throw any more than five yards. Blasphemous, blasphemous. Man, screw him and his big-ass forehead. Tua literally ripping one 50-something yards at Tyreek, screaming down the field for a 60-yarder. Sent him on that fly route, by the way. He saw the defense, went, yo, get out there. Tyreek went, okay. And bam. That first touchdown, though, that was a nice one. That was probably like a 30-yarder, and that was like – that was a good throw by Tua and better speed by Tyreek. Devon A-Chain back in it. Danny's happy. Uh, who, el- who else got in on it? Oh, Mostert? Raheem Mostert? Re- career revival all of a sudden? He, was, he wasn't doing much, and now he's, now he's leading the league in touchdowns, rushing touchdowns specifically. Defense uh, looks stupendous. I thought they needed to tighten up a little more after the first quarter, and they did exactly that. I, we definitely miss the presence of Jalen Phillips, but we're st- I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say we're even without him, we're not skipping a beat, but you know, it looks, it looks like we're, we're ready to hammer people. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, not letting anything go. The X-Men, Xavier Howard, getting back there, deflecting passes, showing them that they still, that he still got it. The no wake zone. I love it. Good game by the Dolphins. Uh, wide Baker Mayfield is a good rusher. Uh, if we're going to talk about the, the uh, <clears throat> Redskins, some decent receivers, Jahan Dotson. They're the commanders now, just FYI. Oh, sorry. Jahan, Jahan Dotson looks good on the on the commies. Uh, Terry, scary Terry, still looking. He's he's looking a little mid this season, but mm. that's not really – that's kind of, you know, I think I think what they're going to do is they're going to let Ron walk and they're going to give this team to be enemy. I don't know. I uh, Is it too, too early, too late to say it? But I think – Howell is a bust. How can he be a bust? He's leading the league in passing yards. So he sucks. <laughs> what do you mean? So he's well, slinging. The, when was he picked? Though? Yards don't win games. He's in the fifth round. He's not but like that's a first not even like pick. A, yeah, Danny. Come on, bro. He's a fifth rounder. Bro, he's a pick machine. Jameis Winston two <laughs> Jameis Winston was the first quarterback, take, the second quarterback taken overall. I don't want to hear it. He's a uh, bust. Give him a break. He, it's his first year starting. What are we saying? He's already a bust. I mean, he's, he's the only thing keeping bad, the commanders in good. games. He's, he's, he's a developing quarterback. Give him a mm. chance. Hmm. Well, we'll see. <laughs> you know what, Danny? If this is your if this is your line for bust or not, you know, Justin Fields isn't that far ahead of him. Seriously, if you're if you're really good, if we really still ahead talk of him, about though. this right now. Fields is is the best quarterback in the league. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, unless you can, unless Fields suddenly spells Tagovailoa, I don't think so. Hmm. 
Mm. Sam Howell's a big old Buster Rooney. But moving on, ha, I got the last word. Broncos at Texans. Ow. <laughs> um, CJ Stroud, not a bust. Texans win. Hell yeah. Also it 75. What the fuck? It was a huge win for the Texans, putting themselves in the driver's seat for that AFC wildcard spot that them and Denver were vying for. Russell Wilson had a bad pick at the end of the game, right to Derek Stingley, his second of the day. A lot of these uh, Texans uh, young bucks are stepping up in a big way for Houston. Derek Stingley had a big game. Will Anderson had a big game. Of course, CJ Stroud always does. The saddest news, of course, is that Tank Dell will be out for the rest of the year with a fibula fracture. The receiver who had the most chemistry with uh, CJ Stroud, but they did not miss a beat in Dell's absence. Nico Collins stepped up in a big way with 100 yards plus and a touchdown. This Texas team is good, uh, which is crazy because they've been so bad for so many years running that just to see them go out there and beat a good team in the Broncos, it's very impressive. They haven't been good since, like, Matt Schaub. Oh, they had a good couple of good Watson years. They weren't complete, but they were Oh, decent. yeah, I forgot about Watson. <laughs> oh my god oh my yeah he was there and he was all right he was good like he was good but you know he just got a little too handsy with people he shouldn't be getting handsy with absolutely this is where Broncos, David go. he's a serial sexual assaulter which is all true the broncos needed this one in a big way and are now and looking up it. at the afc playoff race they are now behind the colts as well who would have known Damn. that the, as if the players were to end today, the AFC South would have three playoff teams. Go figure. Wait, the AFC South would have four playoff teams? Three playoff three. teams? Huh. Damn. They would have three. The uh, Titans Colts. aren't going anywhere. Colts, Jags, and... Uh, Houston. And Houston. Still not as good as the AFC East, but... Yeah. No. That's all I had on this one. Uh, yeah, I didn't really, I, I won't lie, I didn't watch this game, but I did keep up with highlights, I guess, and I don't know, man, Texans might be here for a little while. Texans are good, man, I love to see it. I'm a fan of CJ Stroud, I'm a fan of, of what they got going on there in Houston. But, alright, let's take it over to the juggernaut matchup, the yeah, arguably most anticipated game of this weekend. The Niners at the Eagles. Eagles coming into this game 10-1. and one, And the Niners beat the shit out of them. Big cock Brock. Put Jalen Hurts in his place. I loved all those memes. And it's like Jalen Hurts when he has to throw the ball downfield and doesn't have to have fat men touch his butt. And it's just like panicking. <laughs> I mean, obviously Jalen Hurts is, is good. But... It's so funny. <laughs> uh, I hate yeah. the touch push. I, it's I, I get it's fine. Like it's allowed all that. It's a lame play. I'm sorry. It's lame. That's all. It's it's, it's not lame. even a football play. It's rugby. Niners yeah. are freaking good. My God. Uh, Devo Samuel had a monster game. Brock Purdy had a monster game. And if you look now on the sports books, you will see that Brock Purdy is leading the way for MVP odds. Um, Disgusting. With performance. 
<laughs> Get why is it disgusting, Sebastian? You tell me. It should be Tua, and everybody knows it. What about Tyreek? Hmm. Because hmm. Tua. So true. The Snyder's team is rolling. They are a hard team to beat. My concern is if they're peaking too soon. I'm seeing a lot of talk that this team is unstoppable and is going to cruise to Super Bowl victory. That's not how this stuff usually works. We said the same thing about the Niners last year, that they were unstoppable, but injuries can happen. You know, they they had a slump earlier this year. So while they this is a great victory, this is, sets them up well for potentially earning that one seed in the NFC. We're not Super Bowl champions yet. Let's let's keep calm and see what they can do the rest of the way. Mm. Definitely. All righty. Yeah, Eagles are uh, frauds. They're probably going to lose the next five. And, oh, one uh, last thing. Frauds. I got one last thing on the Eagles here. Uh, Drake Kinlaw, uh, defensive tackle for the 49ers, punched the director of security uh, for the Eagles. He went to the sideline and punched him. That's all I had. Wonder why. Classic, classic Philly. All right, and now on to the most bullshittery game of them all. The Chiefs head up to Lambeau Field and lose to the Packers. Uh, this was a stone-cold lock for Sebastian. He had the foresight to, to predict this, but... Too many drops by the Chiefs last week. I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't. I knew they weren't gonna get it tuned up. They're gonna tighten up this week, though. So don't pick against them this week. Yeah, man, it just sucks seeing the Packers good. They're very strongly in the hunt now, which is annoying. Also, NFC North kind of owning the Chiefs a little bit, mm-hmm. except the Bears, obviously. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, obviously some horrible officiating to end this one. Uh, Some missed PI, then also a late hit called on Pat Mahomes that was definitely not a late hit. So a little bit of bullshittery. Uh, It just sucks when, like, that that stuff happens and it affects the outcome of the game. I felt Uh, like I was on safari because everywhere I looked, I just saw zebras. It was awful. It's every five seconds you got a new flag or a missed call. And, you know, it, it's it's just a shame. Uh, it was a good game. And you don't want to be talking about the refs um, for all of this. Um, but I think you have to with this game because it was really, really uh, egregiously poorly officiated. Long reviews, missed calls, calls that shouldn't have that were made that shouldn't have been made. Just ugly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels like the Chiefs always get away with them, but this time they got absolutely railed. But whatever. Like the Packers. Yes, they did. Jordan Love did look good. Um, he's had two really good games back-to-back against Detroit and now the Chiefs, so it's not like he's doing it against scrubs. He's performing well against you know the, the, the cream of the crop here. It sucks for us Packer haters that you know maybe they found another franchise guy again. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, seeing the Packers win always makes my blood pressure shoot up. So I think it's time to relax and uh, unwind a little bit.
Alrighty, I'll, I'll keep going with it then. This is the segment, Haikus That Hurt, where we reflect on the pain of the weekend with some relaxing and soothing haikus. I'll start. Patriots. New England holds foes to less than 10 points three times. Lose every time. That's actually a crazy stat if you think about it. Yeah, wow. Glad I didn't watch that game. Look horrible. Six to nothing. Their offense could have scored one touchdown. One. (laughs) I was waiting for it to happen. They had Bailey Crappy in there playing. I'm like, he's got one in them in him, doesn't he? And no, he doesn't. They've got oh my god. It was dreadful. And the Chargers weren't any better. Uh, I right, 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 look right. like he's got center blocks. It's terrible. Back, back door souls <laughs> being sued. <clears throat> Jets play Simeon. They still look porking awful. Now they put in Zach. That was a horrible game. I saw about half of it, god. too. My god, the Jets. Can, oh. Why do the Falcons the Jets. Be- what seven and seven, six and six? Why do the Falcons get to be? They ain't play no one. They're god awful. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh weather pause gives everyone a break from watching them suck. Nice. Nice. Kenny Pickett got hurt in this one. You got a big dose of Trubisky. Bisky. Fuck that guy, bro. He's ass. Uh, Colts. Punter. Injury. Game-changing change for Titans. Tannehill held kicks. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, this is my worst haiku of all time. (laughs) Yeah. Game changing uh, change. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry. Changing change. At least it's seven syllables. Yeah, it's seven. That's all that matters. Bryce Young looked less bad. Still did not look good at all. Still almost beat Bucks. Man, the Bucks suck. It, they're so bad. <laughs> they're one game out from the lead in their division of this bad. As as Tampa Bay would say, Bulls is on his last leg. <laughs> he really is, man. If he didn't win this one, he's guaranteed fired. Mm. Okay, and we'll wrap things up with the Browns. Joe Flacco Savior looked good for just one quarter. Then he imploded. 38-year-old Joe Flacco out here doing the thing, huh? Good for him. Good for him. Alrighty. Hey, <laughs> you guys know what time it is here. It's time for the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man with the fin on his fucking head. It's time for a free form with Sebastian. Kyrie <laughs> running faster than a zip. Mapua is letting it rip. Falling into his hands in the end zone. Washington, man, y'all just gotta go home. 
our nation's capital was sieged by sea creatures. Dolphins to be exact. While the Lions put down 21 points in three minutes, the Saints tried to claw their way back. But that did not happen because Detroit, they clawed them right back. Jamison Williams touchdown, very nice. The Seahawks and the Cowboys had the best game of the year. Too bad the uh, Pacific West is sad and has no jeer. Because the Seahawks lost their 6-6. Six and six. Same as the Broncos, the Tech in their case. C.J. Stroud looking better than Deshaun, mainly because he knows how to keep his hands to himself. Mm. My Stone Cold Locks were as locked as could be. 3-3-G, look at me. The Browns getting beat down by the Rams. Packers taking it to the Chiefs. A rematch of Super Bowl II with the same result. Redwood Force, they are no more. Sam Laporta breaking rookie records. The Patriots still need a touchdown to win, but oh, they could not get it. Ah, the Jets looking hapless as can be, while the Falcons look equally as hapless. It was a sad sight to see. Man, oh man, oh man. I wonder who we should speak about next. Maybe Trevor Lawrence. Maybe Jake Browning, who I didn't even know was still in the NFL. Nah, we're not going to talk about either of them because they're drowning. What I will say is the NFL, their games are looking good so far. Except for that Eagles game, because they got the snot beat out of them. Big Cock Brock came in with the Big Brock Lock, throwing it down the field to Debo Samuel, calling everybody trash. Ah. Javon Pinlaw punching a man in the face. It was funny. It was great. But for now, I think I'm going to shut down this tryst of rhyme and take it on home. Thank you for the free call. Excellent. That was beautiful. Three for three. Gee, look at me. That was a bar. <laughs> My God. Nice work. Thank you. That was gorgeous. Bye. All right. It is Monday night. So let's uh, let's bring something on. Let's get a little something something going here. Yes, sir. Oh shit, dog! You already know what time it is here. It's time for your favorite segment here, Muck Monday. This is a segment where we say here to your Monday, Muck you Monday, as we do not pay regard to this here Monday night game. Ah, the Jags, the Jags, the Jags. They are making an appearance on Monday Night Football, or rather hosting Monday Night Football for the first time since 2011, the longest active drought of a team not appearing on Monday Night Football. I don't know how that is legal when we've seen the Jets and the Chargers like 57 times this season alone. Crimes against humanity, if you ask me, but... The Bungles are paying a visit to Duval County, and they do not have Joe Burrow with them. Will it matter? I think it will matter, and the Bungles are going to bungle all over the place and lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me Jags by 10 points. Lock it in. 
Oh, wow. That is a ballsy lock. I'm going to take the Jags as well. I really like what Trevor Lawrence and Calvin really have unlocked the past couple weeks. I think we continue with that on in this Monday night game. Give me, I think the Bengals will keep it a little closer than 10. Give me the Jags by seven. I am going to do something different and take the Jags, but take them straight up to win. I don't care about the score, but they are going to win. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. All righty. So that is our month Funday segment. We will be recapping this full game on the Thursday morning show here. But for now, that brings us to the end of our show for Flag on the Play. If you enjoyed listening, make sure to share it with your friends. Tell everyone you know. Leave a rating. Follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Flag on the Play underscore P. And that is going to do it, fellas. Any other parting words? No, not really. Hope you guys Bucks have a good are coming time. for the South title. Book it. We're going to win it at eight and nine. Eight and nine. That's the goal. Eight and nine. Mm. Oh, yes. The Bears are in the hunt. That's all I ever wanted. They're in the graphic. We never thought we'd see the day. The dream is alive. <laughs> They're in the graphic. Well, all righty. I won't bore you with various talk. So that'll do it. Goodbye and to all a good night. Woo! The man with the fin on his head. <laughs>